I'm going to share the screen today and we're going to talk about school site councils and the importance of understanding that there is a planning process for every thing in life and we are a part of it but yet and still because we came into the public school system in the 60s and it was a struggle for us to be accepted in America simply we have a real understanding of what our personal responsibilities are so I'm going to share the screen here we go share okay here we are the school site plan for student achievement and this was done in December 24 2018 and so it's really only like two years old and it was done when President Barack Obama was in office and so we have to understand that there were changes made to um, what was it leave no child behind then but now it is ESSA every child succeed at welcome uh, the, to the Every Child Succeed Act and planning requirements. The school site a plan for student achievement. And that's the SIPSA in California. And we're gonna go through questions that people might wanna know about. So here's the background. The local control funding formula. In 2013, the local control funding formula, LCFF changed the way local educational agencies, LEAs, are funded and how they're supported included in the base funding additional funds for unduplicated pupils low-income foster youth and english learners established in 10 the 10 state priority established the lcap process for leas and for schools in california now and california is using this data dashboard which really limits a person's it's supposed to present in it understandable manner how people access or how people are accessing the public resources but mm, it's debatable i think it at least room for a lot of manipulation local control accountability plans in an lea are to plan to serve students and it's largely expressed through the lcap the three-year plan the renewed that's renewed annually contains goals and actions and services developed with stakeholders and that's the key word who are the stakeholders in the black community we all need to understand the stakeholders look like you and me because those are our grandchildren they're in the public schools and the public services so and these uh, plans would be approved by the county offices of education so in California, it is the County Office of Education that approves the local plans for the local school districts in the county in the state of California. And that's kind of how they're doing it. Mm, may differ in your state, but understand that this is just truly the process. So Every Child Succeed Act. In 2015, Every Child Succeed Act, ESSA was passed through the reauthorization of elementary and secondary education. It replaces No Child Left Behind. And California's ESSA plan, state plan, was approved in July 2018. That means that they were prepared or preparing for transition to ensure that access happens for all children. ESSA planning requirements. ESSA contains school planning requirements for schools that receive Title I funding. Isn't that amazing? Title I funding to operate school-wide programs in California that was known as a single plan for student achievement. And I was very aware of that because, you know, I was a parent that participated at that during that time. They are they identified as needing additional support and assistance, assistance through comprehensive support improvement and targeted support improvement and additional targeted support. And see those little initials or whatever, 
the CIS, the ATS, the TSI. Really, it's just an easy way to say how they're supporting schools and to report back to the federal government as to how they use that money. Okay, school-wide plan requirements. To develop the school plan should include a comprehensive needs assessment that takes into account the information and academic achievement for students, particularly need the needs of the students who are failing or at risk of failing or to meet the challenges of the state academic standards or any other factor that may determine may be determined by the local agency. So, we fail to read and fail to understand that all of these rules and requirements, they take us into account. So if they're taking us into account, we need to take it into account that everybody operates under these rules. The plan shall include a description of strategies to meet school needs. How the strategies will provide opportunities for all students, including each subgroup, to meet the state standards. Strengthen academic programs involve learning time, support enriched um, accelerated curriculum and to address the needs of students in schools, particularly those at risk or not meeting the state standards. See that at risk? That at risk means a whole lot. It means a whole lot because it means that the federal government is going to attempt to target support to help you sustain students and create sustainable outcomes for children who wouldn't, who would be seem to be struggling in public education. So, Let's move on down. Oh, CSI, TSI, ATSI, requirements, the plan requirements, state citations. So this is what every state right here, comprehensive support and improvement in the plans. But this is under the federal, you know, laws or amendments to the, you know, to the, to the law to ensure that access happens for everyone. So here we go. You can read down here, I don't have to read it all, but they're supposed to identify the plan, what's required under these um, excerpts of the law and should include all stakeholders. And the stakeholder would be a local person living, a, a, a taxpayer or a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or a community member or a corporate you know, agent, someone that represents how we all feel about public education. That's who's included in the stakeholders. And so anyways, it requires a certain level of attention be paid to the lowest achieving student. And so let's just move forward. Here we go, assembly, California did an assembly bill, but Nevada did an assembly bill too. But California's legislature said, this is how we're going to target it, 716. And the purpose of 716 was to pass and to align, align federal, federal school planning requirements under ESSA, the planning accountability system to establish under ESSA, under the local control funding formula, CLCFF. Just, you know, initials. And every child succeed at. There we are up there. Problems and solutions. The problem references an old academic performance index. And so I just removed all those uh, old academic performance index. And schools must now participate in multiple planning processes, allow schools to identify comprehensive targeted support and assistance under ESSA to use the renamed school 
and to use rename school plan for achievement SPSA to meet the federal planning requirements under the LCAP or where it's applicable. And so the real deal is, oh, here we go, problem number two. Oh, so cumbersome. We had to apply for waivers every time we weren't going to make it for the certain populations, the you know, targeted subgroups, kids who weren't making it. And so, okay, now we've changed that. So ESSA planning requirements we are embedded in the school-based coordination and state categorical programs and did not, uh, did not scrutinize or adjust requirements. So to eliminate those obsolete requirements and recast and reevaluate, revent, we, what is that? Revelant provisions to single plan the, to a section addressing the SIPSA, whatever, Consolidated Application School Site Council's requirements. I guess that was cumbersome for people. The key divisions are key provisions in the development of the SIPSA. So, you know, the law just allows, every state gets to choose how they're gonna allow themselves to meet those basic needs to identify that what they're doing for their people who live in the state is working. So I think we have a personal responsibility to ensure as taxpayers that the money that's aligned to the local community is really benefiting people who look like you and it must represent, you know, the success or attainment of citizenship through their educational options. So let's just go up a little bit more. And it says the goals must improve student outcomes. How does that work when they're not addressing and not have told you? I mean, the conversation doesn't even talk about here in Nevada. I'm so concerned, but because I'm coming from California. So I already know that the needs of all children is discussed in public. But somehow, however they're doing it, they just act like Black people don't live here. And the needs of the Black population is separate from the needs of the white population. And it's just totally separate. Everything is separate here. And so are the requirements for the maintenance of effort, separate. Because they don't go through the process of what's happening for African-American children. And I'm just going to move up. Understand that this section of the law allows SIPSAs to serve at the school improvement plan or whatever and identify for S a school improvement as long as the school improvement requirements are met. So you get to do, you have the flexibility to do whatever it is you do with the money. That's not the issue. The issue is that all children have a right to participate. And I think that that's where we don't understand. We don't understand what's happening when all children are not participating. Someone needs to explain to me as an individual who had children in the public school, how is it that so many children are failing? And why is it that children are in grade levels who are credit deficient? That means they're below basic. That means that they're not making adequate yearly progress. That means that the maintenance of effort for that child is nil, next, none. And, you know, each year the promotion is going to happen for that child because no one wants to accept the responsibility for a failing child, just failing to thrive. But where we're confused is the letter grade of F has been accepted, not just in this state, but every state across America where children are failing to thrive or engage in the process, they give them the letter grade of F 
and they promote them forward. That means that they still get what they're entitled to, which is that summer vacation and the Christmas vacation and the holidays and the additional training to support suits like that. And then they get to let that child fail and promote them anyway. That's some crazy stuff to me. So let's just move on a little bit further. The key provisions in the LCAP, the Local Control Accountability Plan, this is under this section that California has created that allows a single school district and a charter school to use the LCAP and stakeholder requirements to establish this other code that will meet the federal planning requirements. So in your state, it's important to understand what the state has agreed to, to that's going to help support and sustain them meeting the federal reporting requirements for the federal use of funds. Move to the next letter plan here. Okay. The school plan for student achievement. This is what and where Black people are not participating. Because even the original history, we all know history. We know what happened. We know what role we play. Perhaps, and perhaps we don't. Perhaps we don't know anything except for we're supposed to be in school, holding a pencil with a piece of paper, even if you can't read, and acting as if you're engaged in the process, even if you're not. You cannot be engaged in the process when you're not at grade level. I am confused as to the lack of the maintenance of effort for the disproportionality of children who are not making meaningful grade progress or maintenance of effort are moving towards age-appropriate curriculum and has access to that age-appropriate curriculum. I have a concern that people are harvesting in America like people because Black people are the ones who used to live on the plantation. However, the plantation is real. And it was real. But it wasn't real for people in my generation. But it is real. And it continues to be real simply because the plantation mentality does exist. We have people who are in public schools who are not making any progress, but the data, the documents that they, they're not making progress comes from whoever's watching them. They're just watching them. They're not creating pathways. They're just watching them saying, oh, you can't do that. And then let me mark down how, what you did in lieu of what I asked you to do. Pretty soon, the documentation outweighs the intent of being in public schools. You're just there to document what you can't do, not what you can do. That's not the intent of school. That's not the intent of the educational system. The educational system was to ensure that you had access to become a functioning, productive citizen. And why is it that Black people are being denied that access? Unless you're gifted and talented, or unless you have a unique gift and they can use you to make money, you're not allowed to just make a basic benefit unless your parents understand that you have a right to make that basic benefit. And so it's so hard to get in a room and talk to people who've not participated at the level that I have had the opportunity to participate. The planning process, the monitoring process, the ability to ensure that the conversation around public funds, federal funds, are making a difference for all children. Not just black children, but all children, because I am a we the people kind of woman. I was born, my dad was in the Air Force, my stepfather anyway, but he raised us. And he told me that I needed to understand what the rules say and how the rules align in my life. And so I am a big rules person but the rules mean nothing because rules are only aligned by public policy 
and how those are implemented, those services are implemented. But if your voice is eliminated from that, then you have no, you have no engagement in the process. You've not been invited in. This is how plantations are run. People decide what's good for you and it kind of like happens that way. You're not getting anything. Yet and still, you're benefiting simply by just being born right to life. You were born and someone has the right to make money on you. Now let's get a clue. If we're gonna be in America and we're gonna be blacks in America, then we have to accept responsibility that we have to ensure that the public public services are functional in our communities, wherever we live, wherever we have made a child to help invest in America. An investment, the investment is in you, ensuring that the process happens. We, the people, means we, the people. I am part of the we, the people, even we, the people don't want me. Because guess what? I was born and I am 61 and I'm still living. So let's talk about the school plan for student achievement. The SIPSA will be a tool used for school-wide planning. And um, here is what it kind of entails. You will operate any program funded through the consolidated application process as a school-wide program. You know, if you're gonna do it like that, your local educational agency has to determine that the school receives funds through the consolidated application process, such as Title I targeted assistance schools like that, neglected and delinquent money, all that money that we're helping to ensure that local communities can sustain support for those children who would be burdensome. And so um, your school has to be identified for any of the following reasons. Comprehensive support of improvement, targeted support of improvement, additional targeted support of improvement. What is improvement? Where are we talking about improvement? Are we talking about improvement? Are we just actually talking about access? Because access is not happening for children in the state of Nevada. What I can compare what happened in California is that children who are not making meaningful progress or who have been put on limited access to the public school, who don't get enough hours or credit accredited hours will not get a regular high school diploma and i think the federal government has made it okay that you get the certificate of completion well if they're gonna make it okay that someone doesn't have to do what they were supposed to do and offer you the same access as all other children then they need to create a pathway for you to sustain yourself when you get out so what do you do with the certificate of completion i don't know because you don't get federal financial aid You can't go in the military. There are just limited things that you can do. So people shouldn't be lining up to get that certificate of completion because it ain't worth jack shit as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, let's move on with this conversation. Okay, here is the draft proposal. This is what it would look like. Let's take a deep dive into this and shrink me so you can see it fully. Shrink this. Okay, the school plan for student achievement. Instructions and requirements for completing the SIPSA template may be found on this addendum's page and whatever. Who's the stakeholder? Stakeholder involvement and involvement from an annual review update. Complete the following table for each uh, whatever. Describe the goal, identify the need, and the measurable 
I think this is expected annual measurable outcomes. This would be your data here. And you would have to say how it is that you're going to, where you're going to start, you know, where's your baseline and what's the expected outcomes. And I can see that. I mean, I can see that even though that looks like that might be not meaningful or might not target where you're trying to go, it would show some information. And then this is how this, uh, the legislatures, legislators have determined that they would describe school site councils and the, and the education codes that they would follow under. And so this is just in your state. This is what your legislators have done. Okay, elementary school composition. I mean, the composition of the SOT teams here in Nevada, but would be school site council, uh, whatever, in California. And basically all of the states have this requirement for what it would look like. So in group A, a principal or a designee, classroom teacher, selected by the teachers, school personnel, selected by the school personnel, and um, classroom teachers must be the majority of the group. And, and the other part is B, parents, members of the community, selected by parents, and must be equal to the number of persons in uh, group A. So if you're gonna have parents and community members, and it doesn't matter, how many you have, but they have to be equal to this group up here. You see that? Okay, where is your involvement? And the secondary composition could be the principal, classroom teachers selected by the teachers, uh, school personnel selected by them, parents and members, uh, it really doesn't matter. It's just saying that there must be a level of engagement from everybody. Okay, school site council flexibility, three options. Um, you can share common administrator you can have up to three schools that talk about the resources or you know what's happening or reduce the number of people who are actually participating in the process and regardless it's about oversight and engagement okay school sites schools with common sites same as principal operate under the shared school site council has a population of less than 300 so i guess because you have rural and urban populations would address the needs of some of the schools that have less than 300 kids and then it's just talking about you know really about the makeup of who would be involved okay let's see this is just talking about the geographic location or who's going to be involved in the conversation and it talks about the number of people you know represented so even the smallest groups of schools are the smallest concentration of kids in this particular school would support, you know, the support for all kids. Here we go again. Look at this. ABC has eight teachers and serves 210 kids, students located in a rural area and serves kindergarten through sixth grade. So here's group A, the principal, the teacher, and the school personnel. And on the representation, see, it's equal three parents or three uh, community members or three, 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 equal representation. And then it tells you where you can get a waiver. And then it just tells you it's signed by the governor and they're working on it. See that? Working on it, working on it, working on it. And then it gives you a contact number. But let's look at, um, let's look at Las Vegas. I have to go and find that. And I shrink this one and I go here I had it saved and I'm not sure if I had it saved under AM. I think I had it saved under a, a tab. I think that's where I had it. It's saved in, let me see, Nevada. 
getting to it. Here we go. Now look, this is how Nevada does theirs. Require information to be posted on the district website. So when you go to Nevada, you see they have the legislative people and they've got the requirements here about how they use the money and how they're going to use the money. But this is, you don't get to have the information from each particular school. So if you've got your kid in a school somewhere in Nevada, you're not using you just know what the legislators said and you also know what the federal government said but you don't know what the school is doing because they're not required to report that somehow they're getting around it and then here's the way to student formula this is what they're going through the assessment right now way to student formula and so you can come back and here's the legal reference for the way to student says except for otherwise provided in section three to establish the weight of each category of pupil is required to pursue it to subsection one the large schools shall apply for the same weights distribution weights established by the department of state funding formula the large school district wishes to apply for different weighted Waste to category and different distribution of weights to a large school district must submit a request for a variance to use different weights to distribute the weights of the department for the to the department's approval. Upon the request, the variance pursuit to section two, the department shall review the proposed weights and distribution request of the variance from the large school district, whether it is approved or proposed weights distribution weights requested in 30 days of approval upon approval. Once approved, the weights assigned for each category of pupil distribution weights proposed in the internet website. Large schools, districts may be available. And that don't make no damn sense to me. No matter what, I'm not getting what they're talking about. Because quite frankly, uh, they ain't making no sense. Because you really, as a parent, cannot understand what's going on by the information provided. All right, so let's see. This is this honor. They have an on or before November 1st of each year, the first year. The large school district operates pursuant to this NRS 88G.500 to NRS 388G.810 exclusive on whatever, this whatever, November date. The total pupil allocation made for each local district, district school precinct in the large school district, actual amount expended by the large school district for the local school precinct. The amount budgeted, the number of teachers and vacancies, the budgeted each school precinct, each type of employee and resource. Then you know that's just to determine how they're how the foundation of schools are formed. So if you have a school that has a kindergarten, a preschool, and a K6 or whatever, then you have to have a number of teachers to provide that service and you know, it has to service the needs of the people who live in the local community. So you have to determine with your city or your county how you divvy up the resources in any one area, and then how you're servicing those kids. But you need to be servicing them. I think we need to get away from the harvest because I have a problem with that. Let's see. This one has uh, teacher vacancies. And so I looked at this one. This one was pretty amazing. Can I make it bigger? I don't know if I can make it bigger. Oh, let me see if I can make this bigger. Mm-mm-mm. Bigger. Bigger. I want bigger. 
bigger because you have to see bigger. Bigger here, plus more. All right. Now see this right here on this side right here, strategic budget for 2019 and average license rate right here. So these are vacancies. Now look at where the largest vacancies are and how much they're saving themselves, basically. This is money that's not allocated because these are vacant positions. And these are where they did allocate the money and how much they did allocate. But this is not planning for schools. This is just how the district allocates the money. So if you just keep scrolling up and look at where the largest pots of money that's not being utilized is probably where the minority kids or the poor kids are because they're not using that money. And so you just have to understand that wherever there are large unused revenue, that there's a problem because those kids are not getting the resources there. But, and you can't even tell what they're doing by presenting this like this, because this is not, it's not cool because they don't tell you nothing. Anyways, we go back here and let's see. Oh, school performance plans. That was cool. I got to see that because you get to go here and you get to look at hmm, high schools. You go look at the high schools and Arborview. Let's look at Arborview. Arborview High School, they had a lot of problems there. But let's look at how they actually, this is a four-star high school. See, right here. Let's look at one that's not four stars. Oh, goodness. Liberty High School. Let's look at this one. It's three stars. But they rate their schools one through five. And a five-star school would be doing excellent. And a one-star school would be needing extra support. And so anyways, it just tells you what they do. But notice how, all right, here, they have 86% black students right here. And then overall graduate rate for this class was 91.8 compared whatever. And percentage of special populations on this who are currently ill. See, this is my problem. When they can lower your ability to make progress and still promote you into the world with less skills and less ability to sustain yourself, then you've been violated because you were denied the right to due process. Due process means that you have a right to make the same progress as your non-disabled peer, but when they identify you as being disabled, they don't have to do any of the maintenance of effort that would move you or be inclusive of you to the system. We really gotta check this because it's just creating different levels of people who will never be able to access real services. They're being denied based on their inability to uh, intervene or participate in the system. And so here it is, Liberty High School Intervention Plan targets reducing the over-representation of African-American students who are being placed on out-of-school suspension, discretionary expulsions, off-campus behavior placements, trained personnel provide alternative interventions to support our students in the need while placed in the HOPE program a highly qualified teacher in the core subject areas are assigned to meet with the student daily basis to assist them in their coursework. Now, I don't know how that happens and I don't know how many students have been targeted to have that additional support because it don't tell you none of that. It just talks about African-American students. Somebody got to help me with that. 
because why would they only target the African-American students? Obviously their data for African-American students is nil or none. They're not making any progress. This liberty and hope and all this other stuff that they got going on doesn't take away their responsibility educate all children and that ensure that all children have equal access to the same services okay let's see let's see hmm the action plan okay here we go please list one action stamp what action thing per per box and so plan to deliver professional development is aligned to our school goals to measure the effectiveness staff will report back to the professional development meaning whatever. And then did the staff do the surveys? I mean, this is just so no information. They're not telling you shit. They don't have to. The real deal is if you have the targeted subgroups, you can say the intervention that you did and what made a difference and that you can measure it. You ain't measuring nothing here. There's nothing here. See, look how empty these boxes are. How do parents ever make choices that would sustain their children? Because they're not being told anything. But you can see the negative things that are happening. Look how empty this is. Please help me with it. All right. Plans for improving school climate. To increase the percentage of students who responded, agree or strongly disagree, that's on a survey, okay. Action plan, how will the plan improve school climate? Faculty and staff will increase their presence in the hallways during passing periods, remote positive school climate, but that don't tell you nothing about how well students are achieving in that school, how they're using the money, how they're creating access. It don't tell you jack shit, nothing. And here we are, this is 2020. And if they wanna have the federal use of federal funds in those federal schools or the federal programs, well, they need to tell us how we're benefiting and how we're accessing and they don't talk about it. And look, they have some optional things that they do, what they can do for planning for professional development. But if they don't have to meet the needs of all children, they don't even have to talk about how they're meeting the needs of all children. See, progress, barriers, and next steps. You don't see none of that. Look, you don't see none of that. It's all empty. But they get the money. Look, this is empty data. And I can pick all the schools. This is the end of the this one. This is the end of uh, Liberty High School because I, I looked at Liberty High School. But let's, let's go look at another school. Rancho High School. Rancho seems to be out there where the folks are. Let's see. Oh, it's a four-star school. They must have a program inside there to be four stars must be a program in there. I'm recording and having a conversation. Anyways, notice how the school plans are empty. And so why why have a requirement? Why have a requirement for school plans if they're not filling out the data? Well, I think I am going to end for now and upload this and save it on my YouTube and um, save this on my Facebook and come back and do some more training because, you know, you can't know what you need to know if you've never participated or if you've never been faced with the responsibility to participate in the oversight process of raising children, ensuring that they got access through the program. I had the ability to ensure that my gifted and gate one 
what had access, that my non-specific child with a disability had access, and that my severely mentally retarded child that they said was going not to graduate, but did graduate with a one-on-one aid laptop. I am going to share with you how I was successful in ensuring access happened for my children so that you can ensure access happens for yours. So I'm going to pause this, stop this recording in the meeting, and then come back later on today. So have a great day. I hope I shared some information that was going to be useful to you. And if you have questions about what's not happening in your local school, or you have questions about how to participate in the oversight process, please hit me up. Take care. Thank you.